Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the MD Show. Welcome, welcome to the MD Show here on Dash Radio. Boomerang Station. I'm your host, Bianca Banks. And I'm your host, Jasmine Shannon. Oh my gosh. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Well, it's Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so excited, y'all. Like, so we've been talking about this show. We talk about it. We talk about it all the time. We talk about it. We watch it. We're obsessed. I mean, just very well done. Um, So today we have with us from... I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Queen Sugar, Stranger Things. The newest, the new season. The new season four, season four. Um, New edition story. Yeah. And of course, my baby, B. Mickey, on (laughs) the BMFs, the BMF, the BMF. I love this BMF. Anyway, Miles Truitt, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for talking to me about this. So, so like just let's just like let's just let's let's just go let's in. Pop off. Let's, just, right. let's just pop off. Wait, wait, wait. What? 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 I love you too, boo. I, I love was you like, too, boo. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love you too. So, boo. Like, I know that's right. So, how was your experience like overall? Like, what is like one of the challenges you had? Maybe one of the you know your favorite things just overall this amazing experience obviously you're booked and busy okay booked and busy mm-hmm. so it's really like busy. I know that this is probably mm-hmm. a really different you know situation for you to immerse into mm-hmm. a new character so to kind of tell us a little bit about just how you felt overall I feel like the main thing I could take away from this experience is how wholesome the cast was and the production itself just being on set every day and just having the family reunion feeling you know every time I'm around Da Vinci or Meech or even Tasha just had just that family you know just that culture vibe you know and Tasha's voice just resonated around everybody in the room you know and just gave that energy that was really needed not only to the actors and actresses but to the grips team to the camera operators you know um, it was very much needed in that workplace and I, it was an honor working with her and alongside everybody uh, in that cast so out of like everything that you've done, is this the most that people ask you about? Because I mean, new, new edition, that's that's huge. I still get asked about new edition. Yeah. You know, so that's what's, that's what's crazy. It was just a major culture shock to us. And I was watching BET as it is, not expecting that. And 24 million views in three nights from BET, Black Entertainment Television. Um, it was amazing and wasn't expected. And the fact that I was a part of that, it's still to this day is talked about. You got 10 year olds, eight year olds singing Candy Girl, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. never even lived that era, you know. So it was just amazing to see that I, I was a part of kids understanding history and not just having to read a book, but having an illustration on screen. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I feel like I love that film and television is doing, they're showing more of the raw. They're, they're, they're really diving in these writers and these directors and these producers are really doing their research more. I think before what worked was like the commercial thing, like, oh, it, let's just like have the beginning climax and it's cute. Right. I think now it's really transitioned. Even like what type of 
even like with um, what the streaming services, I think because of the streaming services, what they're allowing, you know, to, to, to put out now, it's really allowing these writers and directors, actors, everything to immerse more into, you know, the growth and evolution of film and television. Mm -hmm. And I think this show, you know, alongside, uh, you know, all of the, a, a lot of other shows that coincide with this show, we're, we're really getting the real. You know, and then of course with Meech being, um, you know, a part of the BMF and, you know, uh, the, the legacy of the BMF, it's like that brings a whole nother twist to it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I totally, we, I mean, just, just a disclaimer from both of us, we are totally like inspired mm. and we're blessed that there's black actors and that black actors are getting recognized for what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? And for genuine and showing people who need to educate themselves, like this is what it really is about. You know what I'm the saying? Exposure, exposure. You know, it's it's very muchly needed in the outlets for us black men and black women. You know, so yeah, like you said, yeah. point to point. So I have so many questions I gotta ask. Yes. I'm start really. So one, how is it working alongside Meech, knowing like that he comes from such a legacy? You know what I mean? And like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like you're playing your dad, like I'm the right-hand man. Like how, like, is it like just more intimidating because it's like you're representing their family and you're playing his best friend and you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it's an intimidating factor because at the end of the day, I didn't really know who Lil Meech was before I met him. So I had to stick around him enough in his presence to understand who he was. Cause at the end of the day, he's not his father. He's not, you know, and I hope that doesn't hurt him as far as portraying his father throughout these next seasons to come. He is showing what his father went through, but he is more than his father. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So that's what I had to gain an understanding around being with him and on set and him seeing that BMF tattoo on his neck. You know, I understand that he's in association with it but I had to understand who he is as a person because sure. he is humane, you know? And I and over time, just working with him and seeing him on camera, you, you know what I'm saying? And bringing out his, him bringing out his actor, you would see more of Lil Meech rather than Meech, you know? That comedic relief, that, that you know what I'm saying? That little soft side in him, you know, he has it, but you gotta stick around him and, and, and try to see that humane side of him before you just try to judge a book by his cover and you see that tattoo and think he's his father, you know? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't, I couldn't jump to any conclusions with him. Yeah. No, that's great. So like, have you, have you had an opportunity to talk to Terry or Big Meek? Uh, man, and I never really was kind of trying to prioritize that. And I wasn't really into that. At, at the end of the day, I was portraying my character, pull from the sources that I need to, to pinpoint on that. Mm -hmm. um, it would have been cool, you know, for sure, just to hear his voice and just, tell him thank you for letting me be a part of this project and illustrate you guys' story and the trials and tribulations that you guys went through as children, as 17-year-olds. You know, not only it was legendary, but y'all did it and y'all were Black, <laughs> you know? So, no. yeah, it would have been yeah. cool. So what what got you into acting? Like, what, 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 how did you start? And, like, when did you know that this was your craft? Well, I wanted to play basketball. That's really what I wanted to do. My father, like six two, six three, like one hundred eighty five, wet. So if I really like was determined and 
was striving as much as I was in acting as into basketball, I probably would have did some. But at the age of like 10, I couldn't go to the basketball camp. <laughs> so the only thing I was able to go to was theater camp. And my mom was like, well, you either want to go to theater camp for the rest of the summer or you can go to work with your grandmother at Emory Hospital. And I was like, as a 10 year old, I mean, I only got a phone. I might as well you know, and do what it do. It was a bunch of females, maybe two other boys. But I was like, hey, why not? Come to find out, I went there for two to three years and just gained the basics and logistics of acting, how to be comfortable in front of large audiences, not having my hands in my pockets while having a conversation, enunciating my words and pronunciating, um, emoting, all these things that you would do on stage and in theatrical world, I come to find out soon later, I can easily maneuver, maneuver over to the film and cinematic world because I can have mistakes, I can mess up. You know, I can have the director and tell me, hey, what, what do I need to do? But on, on stage, it's like you only get one chance, you know? It's like if you mess up, you got to look at one of your other castmates to see if she's going to, you know what I'm saying, pick you back up. Mm -hmm. It keeps you on your toes. So it's, I got two different, you know what I'm saying, perspectives of, of what acting is, you know? And I was gladly appreciated that I was able to start having, having an origin from theater, you know, because theater stage is so much more harder than being in front of that camera i was gonna say like it's great that you like had that training first because you got in front of the camera probably like okay let's do this okay, yeah we're doing it again cool let's do it again that's fine yeah I'm, i look up it's like six other people and there's only two people in the camera you got the director you got one of a pa and probably the writer right there that's all looking at you in the camera and you're like wow it's not 500 people <laughs> you know what i mean you know, so it's, it's real cool that I got to move over and see different sides of it, though. Yeah. That's great. So, okay, so you're born and raised in Atlanta, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Atlanta. And so, but for filming, were you mostly in Detroit for BMF? Or was it like Atlanta and not? Everybody, and I love that you say that, love, because <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks that it was filmed in Detroit. and we love that because it wasn't. It was filmed on the east side and the west side of Atlanta, right down the street from the Westland Mall. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Uh, yeah. We went to Detroit for a week with uh -huh. 50 Tasha. We all got into a big ass jet and flew to Detroit. And with 50 Tasha, Da Vinci, Lil Meech, um, Asiana, just the whole cast. Um, it was a cool experience because that was my second time going to Detroit, but really my first time exploring it. Mm -hmm. You know, everything, the bean the river walk and just the getting the grimy industrial feeling, you know, really e did put huh? <laughs> e course. Yeah, yeah, all of that. It really played a factor in how I was illustrating B. Mickey's character, you know, and what he was feeling. But um it was fun. But it was mostly filmed in Atlanta. It was mostly filmed in Atlanta. It was hot too because we had fur coats on wow. jackets. Trap, trap. Stacy Adams. <laughs> Man, it was hot, bro. It was hot. So wait, I have. A, so was was your character? Did that character exist as well? Yeah, D Meeks. Yeah, he's still alive to this day. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you, were you, you able to, to talk him? to him? Yeah. No, I wasn't able to talk to him, but I did get um, information from different primary sources, and then watched a YouTube video of him just talking, uh, it was an interview, just gaining his mannerisms and how he talked to people and interacted and just the vibe that he had and the cadence of 
in the rhythm of his talk, you know what I'm saying, his talking stance and what have you. But um, that's really all I had. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, even like the fact that, you know, they flew you guys out, even though it wasn't filmed there, like to put you, immerse you guys into that situation. Oh, we filmed in Detroit too, though. That's what we, we flew oh. out there. Yeah, oh. we flew out there just to get some like excerpts you know, of the buildings, exterior shots. Um, right. Just driving in the Mercedes, a little bit of my Mustang. Um, we like killed Jamo shots and like just things that yeah. We killed Jamo. We killed Jamo in uh, Detroit. We actually flew out there to kill Jamo. Oh, that scene in Detroit. So, wow, yeah. that was like oh my god. I yeah. Well, you know what the thing is is like, and I mean, so okay. So, how far in advance did you receive the scripts? Like, for each episode, he got though. I pretty much got the whole. I was. When we were filming episode five, we was doing a table read for episode six and seven. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I really was getting the scripts as we were filming because it was three blocks. It was first block, second block, and third block. It was about three to four months of filming. And um, around second block, middle of, you know what I'm saying, filming, getting ready to be done. Um, that's when I think I got maybe episode five we're filming episode three mm. and do you, do you feel like you work better that way like just kind of being yeah. in the like don't show me it until I kind of am about to, you know I mean with me I would like I love it because you gain an understanding of the story that you're illustrating more um and while you're doing the scene you're like all right well I know what's gonna happen in episode, this next episode so I gotta act this way you know what I'm saying it's, it helps it yeah. helps and having the writer you know what I'm saying, right beside you or behind you next to the director in the chair. You go ask him, hey, is, is this how he'll be right here? Or would he say this? Or how would she feel? You know, because the writer's always going to tell you because he wrote it. He can write it out too. You know, right. so it's good to have him there. So I think that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is just so crazy. I mean, I, I was, you know, what? I think it's really important to really like draw in the viewers, which is what happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, girl, he got, I was like, she gotta go. <laughs> Regardless, she gotta go. Cause I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that that's <laughs> if he wanted to like, you know, like where he wanted to go with it because he has the ability to really transcend that those emotions onto the screen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're brought in. But I, I do think it was really important for him to want to be involved in this story and to tell it because it's like, that's how we were with power. Like with power, we were just, everybody was so involved and so sucked in and pulled into it, but it wasn't real. You know what I mean? And it felt that that's way. exactly what I was going to say. And the fact yeah, that you know, this has never been done before. All the right. mafia stories, Italian mafia stories, they're either dead or in jail and you can't even hear from them. This man is on the phone talking to his son, not only to his son, but his friends, the writer and the producer and the executive producer telling them what happened in real time and having not only a book, not, not just a, not a book, not a, not, a, not a little YouTube series, not a documentary. This man has a whole TV series out about his origin story mm-hmm. and he's still incarcerated. And I think another thing that really like affected me was the the quotes right before each episode. Oh yeah, I love that. And the pictures. Like I think that that all of that all all of the post stuff also like is really is is it ties into 
this is this is a genuine story mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think that the, obviously like power definitely felt more like soap opera-y like very dramatic mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know like just very dramatic and it's this, like this you could relate more with relate more i literally felt like as if like we were just sitting like if we were sitting at like what you're saying if we're sitting in the room just watching the story come to life mm-hmm. yeah and did you realize at the end of the last episode Meech was talking. This is Big Meech. And he yeah. sat down on his jail bed. Yeah, that was that was him, right? 2005. No, that wasn't that wasn't real Meech. That was that wasn't that, the casting did great. Right? <laughs> casting did great, but that wasn't but, real Big Meech. But he was talking from prison. He was portraying he was portraying Big Meech and he sat down in his bed. If you looked at the calendar, it said 2005 and he sat down. This is how he'll be illustrating the story from from now on every season because he is still on his jail bed wow. next to that calendar marking the days telling the story to us mm-hmm. and from his jail bed mm-hmm. that's that's big that's now terry, big. So terry terry is out right no terry <laughs> well, what has, what's here's, going the on with terry? <laughs> here's the thing if y'all i want you to do your research a little bit yeah now if you do if you do you're going to see back in the day he had constructed a limousine uh company right okay and what was they doing with that limousine company? Uh, transporting. <laughs> transporting what? Uh, I love the, the class. <laughs> no, no, money. Money. Okay. Money. It was transferring money in the doors and this and this on the uh, floorboards okay. Okay. and the seats. It was transferring from California to Miami to New York to Texas. Yeah, they were okay, doing so wait. all that. So I have a question then. So that okay, so the the dad wanting to start the company was that kind mm. of did that happen? And is that and then he took it's a the tick, it was a tick in his head, like oh, because you know you see Terry throughout the whole season. He wanted to leave, but he was too deep. He was right. too deep, he and he knew so this, and the money was good. He's like, it's quick. And money. the money was good. So at this point, we know he's smart though. He's smart. He already got shot. He's not in the streets no more. He counting the money. Mm-hmm. He's still in the game, but he's not in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that being said, when they pulled up to that limousine um, place, his father right. was telling him about it. That was a tick. He said, man, I'm still in the game, but I could be out of it. Take that $150,000 settlement. Use that, not his game money, but legal right. money. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's smart. Take his legal money that the government gave him. Start a business. Start a business. With that business, he's going to be gaining legal money. And while he's gaining that legal money, transferring the illegal money with Meech. See, Terry was the the brains. Meech was the bronze. Meech, nobody was going to fuck with Terry because they knew Meech was right there. He was going to come for him. Right. They they wasn't going to think Terry was going to come for nobody. And I feel like they did a really good job at showing that. Like, Mm -hmm. Meech, like... Meech is gonna go, Meech is gonna just take take the daughter and be like, okay, well, he took the stuff. Mm-hmm. But, Terry's, but Terry's smart because he's like, if we take the daughter, then something else gonna be taken from us. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Meech don't like that. He's like, man, why you throw what? When, when, he, when, he, when he hears Terry thinking, he thinks as, as him as being soft mm-hmm. or him backing out. But he's not being that. He's being strategical about a plan mm-hmm. that could be beneficial to what they're trying to do. You know. So I have a question. How was it having this love interest? Because I feel like they wait, really- wait, I'm still talking. I'm still... No, I have I one more thing before we go to that. Okay, I have okay. to ask. I have to ask. Okay, because 
I feel like that that was such a key point of the story that that the the camera like tried to sneak up on us because mm. at first you're like okay are, what's going on here is she gonna get caught you know this down I was somewhere. like she's taking my man then they were like they were you like, gotta get like, Tasha, she, then she I found out you were like you gotta 19, get props I was Tasha. like let's props to Tasha man because when it came down to those those scenes and needing that chemistry there Tasha really was on our ass about it not really on our ass but made us more comfortable you know in the room to make sure those beats and moments were seen um not by her but people that were watching it um and I loved it for that man not only Tasha but Asiana she I made I made sure if she wasn't comfortable I'm not comfortable and we can't do scene if she's not right you know, everybody on set down to the PAs and the director knew that um so chemistry was there um and the fact that in real life she was like my big sister you know so we just mad cool so just props to her man for just making sure i was comfortable and making sure the scenes were up to par yeah well see and i feel like they did a good job at showing like you know you really like you really loved her and she and she was kind of like uh but then we're together and then so that last scene it was like Oh, okay. So you really, you really took advantage of my heart. Right, like, right. I'm about this. I'm about this. I'm about this life. So, mm-hmm. she's stuck up all my time. Okay, so wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's so crazy you- how it's crazy how close y'all look like sisters. I'm just gonna tell you that again. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is uh, exactly exactly. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really, we really are, you know, we really are, kind of. That's my really mom. are. Well, I, you know what? I, <laughs> she said, that's my mom. <laughs> it is, but, you know, I am. But I had her when I was really, really young. And so we, mm-hmm. like, we grew together. We just grew up mm-hmm. together. And yeah. so it was like, you know, when we look back at, like, like, all the things that we've been through or experiences, we're like, she was so young. I was so young, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it was just special, you know? Mm-hmm. And because of that, we just have a closeness. We have a really good relationship. So that's cool. that's so we talk cool. about anything and everything. We we act crazy. We yeah. it's funny because it's like we were just talking about Miami before you came on, and oh, it's Lord. we're we're trying to we we're gonna we're thinking about going to Art Basel. Why is she looking like that? And then like, but it's like it's like funny because it's like the things that I want to do, she'll she'll want to come to. She'll want to come. Ooh, right. And the, and the things that she does, she'll be like, Mom, come. And I'm like, okay. first of all, her friends have more fun than my friends. <laughs> I my bet. Friends, I bet they do. My friends are very sleepy. Her <laughs> friends are very awake. <laughs> Wait, so what's the age? How old are you? I can't tell you that. I don't have my age. No, you can tell yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, only, like, I'm okay. only like, I'm only like five years. No, let me see. Okay. So I'm 28. Okay. Oh my God, you look so good. <laughs> Well, damn, you saying it like gotta, you look good. I ain't even gonna cap, mama. You look good. You feel me? You feel me? It's cool. It's cool. Listen, it's the melanin. It's, it's the melanin. melanin. Black don't crack, okay? Black don't crack. You know, and it's and it's also too just like enjoying life. You know what I mean? And stress and, and stress just free. and just mm-hmm. doing, you know just doing right and eating right and exercise yeah. diet. Like we were talking about this last weekend. We were all in Houston, and we were talking about um, hot yoga. And she's been going there with me since she was like six or seven. You know, it's like mm. I would always make her like, you know, just like do everything and anything. Like I ran track, I made her run, and you know, it was yeah, like yeah. 
you know, and now she's, it's, it's really interesting because it's like, I'm like, oh, she likes to do all the stuff I like to do. But then it's like my career. You know. <laughs> right. But then it's like, I'm a professional dancer and she. What? I can't dance? No, I she's can't like, dance. I can't dance. That's how you know you can't dance. That is not my strong point. <laughs> I have a lot of strong. You got to ask somebody if I can't dance. <laughs> we, we know we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little real i'm gonna start with that we're gonna do a little real first i have a lot of strong points though I do. okay you okay. feel me you know? yeah, yeah. but no so i was gonna i was gonna say but now i'm all into into, into, into our stuff i, I mean know. so how was your thanksgiving what's going on man it was good i got to see both sides of my family um ate some turkey had a good turkey leg Macaroni cheese, collard <laughs> greens, man. You know, can't go, can't get better than that. So, did you did you travel or you stayed? No, I stayed here. Everybody came to my house. Oh, nice! Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we we were in Texas, so we were, you know, in Houston at that post oak. You know, oh, you from y'all 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 from Texas? L.A. Okay, L.A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad lives there, so mm-hmm. we went out there. Um, mm-hmm. had a great time. No, I mean it was. We have we have blended families. Dope. (laughs) So that was good. You know, it was good for everybody to be around and the fellowship and stuff like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's good to be around family around this time, especially just now. You know, good to see good see good to see familiar faces. So yeah, okay. Let's 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 go into that. How was the pandemic for you? Um. It was a decision time for me, honestly, understanding where I wanted to be in life, you know, what I needed to do to get there. Mm. Um, And I realized consistency was my word of the day for the rest of that year. Mm. Consistency. If I learned how to be consistent in whatever I was doing, then I would be okay. And I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to look back, (laughs) you know? But um, yeah, man, it was kind of it was kind of hectic. I bet it was hectic for everybody, just kind of finding their place in the world, you know, and mentally being, you know, saying staying stable, stable. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of meditation time. Yes. I'm um, understanding my self worth. Um, that's about it, though. That's amazing. It was, it was needed. It was needed. I do feel like it was needed. Don't look, you? look, look. I so, so like... this podcast, our podcast, started during the pandemic. Mm. So it's like we a lot of you know the beginning of our of our of our show was talking about you know the what people were going through mentally what we were hearing mm-hmm. you know how people are you know keeping up with themselves during the time and um it was definitely like an eye opener and it's and it's also a very it was very sp- spiritual for us as well mm-hmm. because it's almost like showed us that like we're not in control everybody regardless of you know like it was just kind of like okay for LA to be as quiet as it was, and I'm sure maybe you felt the same way with, with Atlanta. It was. I was actually. I was good with Atlanta being quiet. Was it like? <laughs> was, was it, I don't. I don't feel. But like, Atlanta wasn't quiet. That's what I was like. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> we really didn't. We really didn't. Atlanta, stop there, no. I'm like Atlanta was like, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> No, the clubs they were like, are Magic still City running. is still open. Come in. Yes, I was gonna say the clubs door. are still open. The clubs were still open. And it was like, you guys were the first like state or city to really just mm-hmm. be like, we, here, come over here. Everyone moved to Atlanta, like those first. Everyone. 
those first couple of months. Mm-hmm. So before we go, I want to, I have one question because I really love Stranger Things. It's like my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Are, well, how, we, how excited are you? Just tell me how excited. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely excited, man. I'm going to bring so much culture to this TV show. And I love that, you know, not only there's going to be one black kid on there, not kid, but black actor. It's going to be another black actor, you know, and yeah. I just, the fact that it's going to be me and I, bring some exposure to Stranger Things and, and from the Black community, not only the Black community, but from mm-hmm. the color community. Um, it's amazing. Because um, Stranger Things, as it is, is a big show, but it's not being seen as a big show from the right people. And I right. want to, you know what I'm saying, to illustrate that we can watch it too. We like sci-fi too. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And we can do sci-fi too. It's, it's, yeah. it's, as, much as, as much as the other white man, you know? So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a, it's an honor to be a part of this project and I can't wait for it to come out. It was so much fun filming it. Was you know, it, it like scary? <laughs> no, it wasn't, man. Like a, a lot of projects that I've been doing have been like going back in different eras. Like, hey, this is 86. So, you know, a uh, new edition was what, 83. Um, mm-hmm. I did a FUBU episode with Donald Glover on uh, uh, Atlanta off FX. That was shit, 88. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these different TV shows I've been doing, I've been way much more comfortable in these type of years. Um, wow. So just wearing the short shorts on, because I play a basketball star in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I play a junior basketball star. Um, he befriends Lucas, because Lucas, uh, he, he, he is now, they're now freshmen at Hawkins High. So I'm a junior basketball star. He befriends me, joins the basketball team. And uh, the story goes on from there. I'll tell you, my weapon is a bat with uh it's got bat with barbed wire. I got, I got like my own weapon. But um, <laughs> oh no, my we God. love, we love I'm the, so um, excited. Did you like it? Did you get it? No, we did. So we, we did a um, the LA had this like, this like drive through experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. but we went, but it was, it was to your point. We were like, where's the the black, black kid? Because they, like, they had everybody him. but him. They didn't have, they didn't have Caleb. That's what's crazy, bro. Like even like talking to him and just being more down down to earth and one on one with him, just having conversations. He just told me like he told me the same thing I tell myself: be consistent, bro. You know, because this this industry, you know, try not to build too many relations because it's not your girlfriend and it's not your best friend, and they're not gonna treat you like it. It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. You know, and understand the presence and that you're surrounded by. Um, and the environment that you're in, but um, I mean, I I, I love my, I love that man. Props to him, you know, the yeah. fact that he's just bringing the culture to to Stranger Things and 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 standing for us, man. I love that, bro. So it was cool working with him because it was full circle because he was actually Ricky Bell in the audition story, you know. That was and we both had our first. Major, <laughs> so okay, we had our first major TV show together. We started in the industry together, and now. We in the game, middle of the game now, and we have a whole hit TV show out together, and we playing friends like we are in real life. So that's wow. cool. Awesome. Well, and it was so Amazing. nice talking with you. Yeah, you're such, you have such yeah. a whole soul, and you're so educated and just intelligent. Energy, the energy, the energy is just like yeah, you're done. Continue doing what Yay. you're doing. Continue to stay consistent. Yeah, yeah. stay consistent. And continue doing that skin routine, whatever you're doing. Is this working? Both of y'all, y'all, y'all look so lovely. excited because you know why? Because you know, you know, every morning you're like, oh damn, you know, and, and, 
it. Like she was even today, she was like, I'm gonna get the under eye patches. So I was like, Yeah, yeah the under eye, yeah. Saved you know, her life. It's y'all like, look natural right now. Ain't it look like y'all got no makeup on? I don't have on any makeup. I have on a little. Yeah. yeah, she just got she got some blush. That's it, a little lip gloss, little something. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, so nice meeting you, Miles. We're so honored. Too. Yes, love, 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 love. And um, we hope to you know connect with you soon. Of course, of course. Many blessings, many, many blessings. blessings to you. Stay beautiful. Thanks. That was our special guest, Miles Truitt. You can find him at Miles Truitt. M-Y-L-E. Uh, oh, the, real, the real Miles Truitt. The re- real Miles Truitt on Twitter. And then Miles Truitt on Instagram. Um, that's Truitt with two T's at the end. Honestly, everyone, go watch BMF. Yes. I mean, just changing the game for television yes. and film. And we'll be right back.
getting work. Hallelujah. One nation under God. Real, real getting money from the fucking stars. Welcome to the MD Show. Back with us, the MD Show. We are so silly today. MD Tuesday, mother and daughter. We are actually, we're having margaritas. We're having a good vibe. First of all, I don't even know how we're <laughs> supposed to top that because let me tell you, we are so blessed and honored to have Miles Truett, two T's. Two T's on two our T's. show. And mm-hmm. just everyone, I once again follow him and watch the show. Yep. And follow us. And follow us. And, and, you know, and enjoy and shoot us any questions or any um, show topics you guys want us to explore. But we would be remiss if we did not, um, we did not speak upon the passing of the founder of Off-White and the um, designer for many, many seasons um, of Louis Vuitton, Virgil. How do you say Virgil? I just always just say Virgil. I know. And I mean, the world is just like really rocked to speak um, by his passing. He was 41 years old. I mean, he was with Louis, with Louis Vuitton for like four or five years, five, six time. years. Yeah. And then he found it off white though. And then, and then Louis Vuitton bought it from him. So he was like extra super paid from that. Like, like even more paid, like even like then it was like a quadruple, you know? Well, and I think that that's a beautiful thing because yeah. now that he isn't with us, Louis can, can, can live on the off-white legacy. You know what I'm saying? And obviously they, they work closely with him enough to make sure they're portraying that. And another thing I wish that like, I like knew more about was his mm. family. Like I found well, out that he was a father. He's married. Oh, he's married. Yeah, he's married. And, and him and his wife had two kids. <sighs> And I think it was, it's also important because he's a man of color in the fashion world. And yes. he was Kanye's, um, like Kanye was his protege, you know what I mean? And I just, it just is really, really important to make sure that we highlight those individuals of color. And um, Louis Vuitton is doing a huge, um, their rollout tomorrow at Art Basel because of him. Um, it's at 530. I don't know where it is. I forgot. But they did. They were actually the ones that announced his passing. And they have a, a huge um, tribute to, to him right now on their page. So mm-hmm. check out their Instagram, check out their website. Um, yes. He will be missed. Um, just what a, a great person and human being. But um, yeah, so we our hearts are our hearts are falling and sad today. But um, we, we just want to talk, we also want to talk about, um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, mom, what was your favorite side? Because I, ha- I have, oh, that's what I was going to yeah. ask Miles. Okay. What was your favorite side? Well, what's your favorite main? Cause I feel like we get stuck in Turkey. It's like, I want to do like the short ribs, the prime ribs. Well, my main is the roast, the turkey and, and cranberry sauce. Cause I love cranberry sauce. So I think that it always has to be turkey for me, but I think what was your favorite side? See, you guys, my, my, my grandma from Ethiopia cooked. So we had all of the, the normal things, plus the Ethiopian spices. Dish. No, the dishes, the dishes, the dishes on top of that. The delicacies. So I had two plates and then I took a four hour nap, woke up, <laughs> had another plate and then had peach cobbler, took another nap. Like I, it was just too much. It was, you it know, was too good. This, I would this say stuff. I would, I, you know what? I was a little, okay, so I was a little skeptical, y'all, because, you know, it was like, usually we have a really big Thanksgiving situation, right? But then we had COVID 
And in COVID, we were like all separate in Thanksgiving. Like Jasmine was with me. My son wasn't with us. And then Jasmine's fiance was somewhere else because he was quarantining because he had COVID. So it was like, you know, this, this year was either the year of large, large gatherings or like still let's keep it small. You know what I mean? Right. And so this year it was just me and my mom and my son. And it was really cool, but I was nervous because my, my co-cook, Jasmine, she had to travel. So I was like, okay, well, I really don't know what we're going to do. And so I did good though. And the food was one, it was actually like probably one of the best Thanksgiving meals I've ever had. So my favorite side that I make my, my version it's homemade is stuffing, um, AKA dressing. I mean, we call it dressing. Yeah. Like people, no, we don't our, call our it family, our family, calls, but my other girlfriend, Nicole, she calls it stuffing. I mean, it's, so not, it's, it's dressing, not being stuffed, stuffed whatever. into well, anything. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like stuffing is more like if you stuff it into the turkey and then you like slice it and then like the dressing, or the stuffing is inside. But the dressing is just like on the side because it's like dressing the turkey. It's like around. Usually it's around the turkey. Oh, so the, so the turkey's wearing a dress. Right, it's dressing, dressing. So ooh, we, have to, we have to put that up on the uh, polls. Is it dressing or stuff? I mean, we already know. Anyways. <laughs> So that's my favorite side dish. I did a really great job. Did you, would you say so yourself? Let me tell you something about would my you mom. Say so she yourself? is going to. I'm a silent. I'm a silent cook, y'all. Now listen. I when I when I have every, when everything's right, meaning the house is clean, the beds are made, the clothes are in the right place, the cars are washed. I can really really cook. Like everything is you know like all the deposits are made. You know when things are when things line up. I can cook with like no, but that's my, true. my mind has to be free because it's really in its love. Yeah. Like it's a lot of love that went into that dressing. And this time I made it like slow and like methodical. You can be, you can and be it Russian. was so good, right? Because I know when you were with that last relationship, you were doing that rush stuff. On purpose. <laughs> I could tell. They, I was they, like, they, I was like, what's that? Then yeah. Only some people get the love, the love dishes. Mm -hmm. And that means that you can't be stressing me out, cheating me, find a condom in the trash can. Anyways, so my favorite side was, um, I would have to say the yams this year and the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Let me tell you, shout out to Bites and Bashes. Um, they make great food. Please follow them. Mm -hmm. But um, the yams mashed potatoes, and of course, all my grandma's Ethiopian food. I mean, and no, and my macaroni and cheese was legit. Your macaroni and cheese were very good. I mean, it was legit. I mean, you're, and you're the and you're the macaroni maker. I'm the macaroni maker, but I did good, right? You did very good. Well, at first, I was like, this ain't this is not like jasmine. It's way too cheesy, so I had to cut the cheese down. I no, like, but oh, I think no. that it was cheesy. Well, I cut it because I, I cut it down. I cut it down, and then it, and then it's all about that high that high flame, so you can crust the top. You know what I'm saying? The high flame. Yeah. And I don't want any like breadcrumbs on top of mine and all mm -hmm. that. Just it give is, it to me. Straight. No, but it is nice if you do a light, a light snow with the breadcrumbs you on like top. Light snow? And then a little mm -hmm. garlic salt and mm -hmm. pepper mm -hmm. and a little bit of Splenda. Remember we used to do the Splenda? <laughs> well, no, the Splenda's still right. And you know, so what I did, you don't know this, but I froze it last night. So like I'm thinking, like, you know, in a couple of days we could take it out. And put some Splenda. And we could just do our thing. You know, we like that Splenda. That Splenda. So, but listen, so, but Thanksgiving, you know, it's for me, it's like Thanksgiving is the time where you gather to eat the meal. And Christmas is the time where y'all just like are jovial. You, you mix, 
and you kind of like entertain, you know what I mean? And you have cocktails, you open gifts all day, you kind of nibble through through the day. But I feel like Thanksgiving is more of the gathering of, you know, for the, for the, for the meal. Well, I also would like Christmas to be the same because I love food. So like in our, in our household, it tends to be like, I make the gumbo and mac and cheese and cornbread on Christmas Eve. Because it's like, I mean, it's we made it early this year, trial run. We did, and it was a good trial run. We invited our producer, but you know, shame, shame, (laughs) because it's not going to come out again. Is it going to come out for Christmas? It's going to come out, and maybe some, maybe some red beans and rice, and maybe some red beans and rice. But um, yeah, so so I think it's important to highlight this year. I think we talked about it last year too, M and D listeners. What are you thankful for? And so this year, I'm thankful that I'm vaccinated. Mm. Last year, this time, we weren't vaccinated yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thankful that we're able to like move around a little bit. I'm thankful that my mom, um, who's a sensitive, uh, in, the, in the sensitive population of contracting COVID-19, I'm grateful that she never she never contracted it. She was never infected and that she's just happy and sweet and loving and healthy because I know a lot of people whose, whose parents, you know, passed away in in the pandemic. So I think it's important to highlight who's still with us, you know? Absolutely. Um, I'm grateful for fellowship. I'm grateful for you and baby. We didn't have baby Cairo last Thanksgiving. Nope, and his first Thanksgiving was in Houston. Oh my goodness. He's something else. He's so cute, guys. Yeah. He's eating food. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I'm thankful for my son and oh. my family. I mean, it's just so cool to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I just love watching my little one grow. Are you gonna are you like excited to have another boom boom? What's a boom boom? A baby. See, this is what I'm talking about. People be <laughs> uh Everyone is trying to push me to have another boom boom, but um, I'm very much waiting until I'm ready to have another boom boom. I am excited to have another boom boom, but I'm going to wait until Kyra's about two. He's so cute. He and is. He's just such a lovey, fuzzy lovey. And loves to fart. Oh my God. I told you not to use that word. What? It's your mother. You have to say that's like, a natural bodily function. It's not, but that's not a word. A poot. No, it's passing gas. All right. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my God. We're so fun. Okay. So <laughs> um, we don't know though, but anyway, I'm just thinking about what we're going to do for Christmas. But anyway, so I was saying my favorite holiday to eat is Thanksgiving, mm. but my favorite holiday in the whole wide world is the birth of Jesus Christmas. Even though the birth of Jesus isn't on December 25th, but yes. It's the birth of Jesus Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Christmas Day. <laughs> well, in real life, it's really not. But America, we have to research this. America has made it that day. Let's just see. Let's just But see. it's still, it's, Christmas, it's still Christmas. Because I like, I like all the, like, the decorations and, like. The, the warm, fuzzy Like, smells. if I could have, you know, as much money as the Kardashians, I would like bring in like a like a snow machine like for that day like that morning I'd be like it's snowing outside kids and they'd be like you know? oh my god you know, this, this is what they do yeah they do that remember when last year they decorated Kim they they did their house like a snow globe 
they put, I mean, like the igloos and all that. You guys, the, the, I you mean, know, this is this is the money. This is the money. But you know what? All that stuff is a write off. It's a write off. It's a write off because what they do is write off. Because <sighs> yeah, it's just it's just genius. Um, I want to know how many people put their Christmas trees up on Thanksgiving Day too, because that's like the kickoff. That's a good idea. No, that actually. it is. It's because like, I don't want to have all that stuff dripping. It's all like over. it's like while while everybody's there, you use as many hands as you can to help decorate. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, ready, set. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Go. You know this I, Elf. <laughs> no, I think Charlie Brown Christmas is our favorite, oh, and then really? Polar Express, and then. Elf. Oh no! Wait! 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 Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, I agree. I, I did her. watch I did watch Elf this last week on the plane and it was just like I it's funny because every time I watch it I get a different I get things out of it that I didn't see once before and I've watched it like 145 times but I will tell you this and I'm sure that Jasmine doesn't know this Elf 2 is in progress with 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 Faith on Love who plays um Six inch ribbon curls. Six inch ribbon curls, honey. Six, Six inches. inches. He says that they need a black elf. They don't need. They, they don't. Need he a said. Black he said they don't need Will Ferrell. I think that it just needs to be a whole different type of movie. I think we just need to leave. Elf we have, we have, we have to go on. Yeah, we have to go on because it's like you can't redo that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to go through the swirly, whirly gum drops and then. Go and then get the, attacked by the uh the, the, the raccoon. raccoon then you have to go through the Lincoln tunnel yeah and then you know you have to jump on the glacier so one thing that i experienced at thanksgiving this thanksgiving was my stepmother was literally opened her computer to do black friday shopping during thanksgiving and she said like she always does that and i thought that was a really good idea no, I did that too. no but i thought that was a good idea because no one's really going to shop oh my the sales until after Thanksgiving. So it's like, she's no. getting all the stuff early. They have pre-sale. They start early. They start early. But listen, we hate to leave you, but we must. Um, please, you guys, be careful. Be careful. There's some wild stuff going on right now. Wild. And, and you know, just be safe. And ladies, you know, keep those bags at home. And please. fellas, keep your watches at home and your jewelry um, stay aware, lock stay your alert. doors, yeah. set your, set your ring, charge your batteries. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't do a lot of gift shopping this year. Just stay focused on what the holidays are about, which is family and love and fellowshipping as we do with each other on the MD show. Um, thank you for listening. Follow us. It's Bianca Banks and Jazz Nation, two ends on Instagram, the MD show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
the MND show.